Welcome to episode 19 of 21st Century Boys. You have Joe Crawford. And James Crawford. We didn't quite get finished up last episode, so we're going to do catch-up and finish up this go-round. So Jack's going to start off. Let's go. Justice League Death Metal. This is not completely part of the Death Metal event. It's a few random issues uh, made of Justice League way after Snyder's run, but is written by Snyder. Uh, this isn't really a Justice League story, but I mean, they didn't really want to create another title for it, and they didn't have any ideas for Justice League at the time, since they were all doing stuff in the main event. So they have this comic, which is kind of, it's about like the Teen Titans, basically, like Robin and Starfire and stuff, but they're making their own like Justice League, while all the other members like are trapped or doing stuff. Uh... It's pretty good. Uh, next one I've read is Justice League Endless Winter. I really like this one. It's a newer uh, series. I mean, not series, but event. It's pretty short, and it's just about uh, the Justice League saving people from this big flood going on. After reading a bunch of crisis events that were all crazy and stuff, it was really refreshing to just see heroes like saving people and hanging out. Was this yeah. the one that had Black Adam? Yeah. Okay, I knew of it. I haven't read that one. Yeah, I really enjoyed my time with it. Cool. Justice League Dark, I read the first two trades of the 2018 thing. I don't have much experience with it, so there was a lot I didn't understand. But I did enjoy what I read, and I thought that was very good. If you like them, I would say um, old DC, as in pre-New 52 DC, Maybe look up and check out a series called Shadow Pact. Okay. That was when um, they were coming out of one of the big events, and they had to fight the Spectre, and it was the first really big kind of usage of Detective Chimp again. So it's where Bobo was introduced to me, uh, other than like reading about him in Who's Who or something. So it's really cool. All right. Uh, just read Hellboy Conqueror Worm by Mike Mignola. Hellboy is sent on a mission with Roger the Homunculus to investigate the ruins of the Nazi space program and to com- to prevent the coming of the Conqueror Worm. It's a worm that conquers. There, Roger and a possibly dead Lobster Johnson, because like he's not really alive, battle a lab full of mechanical corpses. While Hellboy is being tortured by a great big Nazi gorilla. And he is. He's a big gorilla. The Conqueror Worm arrives, transforming Nazis into frog people, which was really weird, and preparing to bring about the downfall of mankind. Ghost and thrills abound in this one. It's really atmospheric, and it's got Mike Mignola drawings, which is always nice. This is great stuff, Hellboy. Uh, I don't remember when I first got into it, uh, but I know this volume must have come from Amazon because it has a cracked spine and I guarantee you if it doesn't have a used sticker on it and it's busted looking, it's from Amazon because they don't care about your books. Justice League No no Justice. I believe this is Scott Snyder's first venture with the Justice League before his full run. It's a, and it's a pretty fun little book. It has them working with different villains to try to defeat I think just like Luthor. I don't completely remember. But I enjoyed my time with it. I like that one because like Harley's in it and Lobo's in yeah. it, and it's doggone near everybody in current DCs in it. It's very fun. You know, yeah. I like it. Down Duck visits Japan. This is a pretty fun one. It's a title by Tokyo Pop about 
Donald Duck and these two other ducks just working an office job nice. for, for Japan management or something. I don't know. It was very random. But they're like, we want to actually move to Japan and see what's going on over there. And so they convince them to go over to Japan and work at like this hotel place. It's it's very funny. Nice. Very fun to read. Uh, I read Superman 2018. This is Bendis' run of the comic. For the most part, I think the beginning stuff is a little eh. Some of it's good, some of it's alright. I don't really like the choice they had with uh, Jonathan, but I do like how it was portrayed in the actual comic. I do like how they took it. That's cool. Uh, also, I really did enjoy Superman actually revealing his identity. Those final volumes near the end of his run were actually very good. Very cool. Uh, this is one I've been sitting on for a while. Uh, Critical Role Vox Machina Origins. That is a mouthful. And this is volume one. Creators Matthew Mercer, Matthew Colville, and Olivia Sampson. So I'm like an RPG novice. I've never actually played any Dungeons & Dragons or anything like it, but I have read my share of the novels and comics based off of those like Pathfinder and D&D. So I know a little. This uh, series puts uh, a spin on it uh, because this was actually done by, I believe, actual RPGers, and it's based on, I think, a podcast or a webcast. I'm not sure. But... um. This series does a really good job of kind of a bringing the band together feel. So you've got parties that find in each other and they mix it up with each other. And right up to the point, they start to blend together. So there's a barbarian, a bard, a wizard, a dragonborn. I think that's what those species are called. Like I said, I'm not a big D&D person that knows everything. And there's these twins. I can't remember the names, but that doesn't really matter. It's crude and action-filled. And I would say if you like Rat Queens... This is probably your kind of a read, and I actually liked enough that I've ordered the second volume, so that should be coming around on the show eventually, so I'd say I recommend this one. DC Pride 2022, this one came out on the app as the comic came out. I'm not sure if I bought it. I might have just missed out. It might have been one of the months where I... I don't know. I just got my copy, so I'm going to have two of them, because Anna got me one, and I ordered one, so you can have mine when it gets here. So he will have one, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Some, the stories are very, some of them are very good. Uh, my favorite, personally, was the Kevin Conroy one at the end. It details him becoming a voice actor and all the stuff going on. And it's a very interesting read. The art's very good. Cool. And I really liked it. That's Future, the guy who did Batman, right? Yeah, or animated series? Batman. Yeah, yeah. Future State, the next Batman. I really did enjoy this trade. This contains a bunch of future state batman stuff <laughs> my favorite was the main story though which follows is it duke fox who yeah he duke was the guy fox? who was robin yeah it has him uh as batman and i really did enjoy that uh nice. the nightwing story is pretty good the other stories are okay um there's a lot of it in it though yeah uh future state superman Unfortunately, this was probably my least favorite of the trades. Is this the Jonathan one? I did really enjoy the Jonathan story okay. and the Supergirl story, but there were a lot of just miscellaneous stories that didn't even connect to Superman gotcha. that I didn't really enjoy. There was a Mr. Miracle story that dragged on I didn't like that one for either. like 100 pages, yeah. and I just wasn't very interested in that, yeah. so I didn't really have a fun time with that trade. 
I hear you. Yeah, I, I read those in single issues, and I remember being pretty underwhelmed by the Mr. Miracle one myself. Hellboy, Bones of Giants. I read these in single issues, but I read the complete series, issues one through four. This is Mike McMullen, Chris Golden, Matt Smith. Thor's dead body is being investigated by the BPRD. No, not that Thor, but like the Norse god Thor. Well, I know the, that Thor is the Norse god Thor, but there's also like the real Thor, which is, you can't put like a franchise on God. Okay. So anyway, Thor is dead. They found his body. So Hellboy tries to lift Mjolnir. And of course, Hellboy is successful. So you mix in this pendant uh, and you have a Hellboy who's now possessed by the spirit of Thor. He can see Valkyries. He can speak to squirrels. And he befriends a band of magical dwarves. So, you know, Abe Sapien's tripping out on that part. You know, because, like, Hellboy's kind of Hellboy and dwarves are kind of dwarves. A former friend helps to resurrect a frost giant and the table set. Humor and adventure made for a really great Hellboy yarn. Like I said, I read this in singles, but if the trade's not out, I'm sure it's going to be because that's how the world works. I would highly recommend this one as well. Future State Suicide Squad. This has a lot of just miscellaneous stories about DC Future State, and I really enjoyed all of them contained. Suicide Squad is pretty confusing to explain. It is about this team of people, which is like the, I think it's the Justice Squad, which is like a bunch of different, like, basic copycats of the main Justice League from different worlds. There's a lot of multiversal stuff, so it gets pretty confusing. But it's really enjoyable, and you get to see uh, Connor, Kent, and Peacemaker in it. Nice. That was really cool. Thanks. Uh, all, some other stories I enjoyed. The Teen Titans one was pretty good. I don't have much to say about it, but I did enjoy my time with it. And then it also contains the Shazam story and the Swamp Thing story. The Swamp Thing story was probably one of my favorites of all the Future State stories, and I do highly recommend that. I I think that's what the Swamp Thing that's wrapping up soon came out of. Where yeah. it's like it's not like the original Swamp Thing. It's like another one, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's yeah. What's cool, cool. Future State, Wonder Woman. I really enjoyed in all of the stories in this, and I was very pleasantly surprised. There is this is the introduction of the new Wonder Girl is contained in that, and then also a story about Nubia. Yeah, like, Nubia. I like Nubia, her a lot. I yeah. liked that story a lot. Yep, she's cool. And then there's also a story. Just about the regular Wonder Woman that I also really enjoyed. Nice. Something is Killing the Children. I read issues 19 through 22. Um, so this includes, like, I think volume 4 trade plus 2 issues, basically. Or is that right? I don't know. Something like that. I read the volume 4 trade and also single issues because I had, like, a mix of, like, a stack of issues and... I was missing a couple, so I read the trade in front of it. I don't know. Anyway, James Tinian. Let's just say something is killing children is something you should be reading if you're interested in ending comics at all anyway. So this is finishing off the origin of Erica Slaughter. It delves into the death of her family and how she became a member of the Order of St. George, a ritual she must pass, and the secret meanings of the octopus plush. If there was more than one, do they call it octopi? I don't know. Or do they just call it octop octopus plushies? I don't know. Anyway, so then we start a new story arc, and there's a new type of monster killing families. These monsters actually can duplicate uh, human form, so they look like peoples, which is not like these weird buggy-looking things with the red eyes that have been killing people uh, previously. So it's pretty cool. Got a new uh, final girl introduced, because, you know, it seems like in something's killing children, it's always a final girl. 
Well, there's a final boy sometimes. Well, anyway, final person, right? So something is one of those books that almost uh, never fails to deliver, and they're almost five trades in. I think the fifth trade is on pre-order at this moment. I think I ordered it. I uh, would highly recommend, if you haven't, check it out. Go to the library, buy a copy, whatever you need to do. Wonder Girl 2021. This is a continuation of the Future State story, although it takes place a bit before, and I really enjoyed my time with it. I really like the new Wonder Girl Yar Floor, and I highly recommend it. I'm very excited for the annual. Nice. Next, I have Future State Batman Dark Detective. The main story of this follows Bruce Wayne, allegedly dead, surviving and trying to... I don't even know find something about the police it's a fun story though it's about four volumes just as most of the main event ones are and i enjoyed that there's also a fun harley quinn one that i enjoyed in there uh future state gotham this is pretty fun this is actually a continuing story that continued after this i think it's on volume like 14 by now it's a very fun story it has this like manga style artwork it's all in black and white and it looks great it's a very fun story it follows Duke Fox and Red Hood working together. Very good. Cool. Black Hammer Age of Doom. This is uh, issues one through five. I had two through five and single issues, and I wanted to know what was going on, so I went to the library and checked out volume one. So this is, uh, like I say, Black Hammer Age of Doom's first five issues. Roll call in this one, we've got Abraham Slam, Colonel Weird, Talkie Walkie, Barbalian, Golden Gale, Madam Dragonfly, and of course the new Black Hammer because the first one, if you read the first series, he's dead. Daughter of the original Black Hammer has taken his role, but almost as soon as she appears, she's whisked away again and is stuck in a hellish landscape which she is trying to escape. Uh, and back on the farm, something's definitely going on because Colonel Weird and Madam Dragonfly are up to something and they're being super sketchy. Somehow, everything starts going right with Slam's and Barbalian's love life as well. Are things too good to be true? Probably. Stuff don't always happen good in Black Hammer if you've been reading it. So this is a great series. I've been reading this in single issues, but I hadn't been like a regular reader. Like I jump on, jump off, jump on. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rabbit holer, so sometimes I miss stuff. Anyway, I found a big old chunk of them at the video game store for a dollar piece, so I'm getting back into reading again. Regardless, the trades are readily available for this, and they also have them in, like, big fancy pants library editions. Highly recommend checking out Black Hammer. Future State Justice League. This is the final trade of the Future State, and this contains the Greenland story, Aquaman story, and the Justice League story. I think there's one I'm missing, but those are the main ones. Right. Uh, I think Flash, too. Uh, all of them are pretty good, but they are. some of them do feel too short like only two volumes justice league especially there's only so much you can cover but i did enjoy my time with it uh blackest night this is the main event and i read all this stuff connected to it i'll talk about that later this is a comic i really enjoyed as i really enjoyed green lantern and wanted to know more about it uh i will say though if you're reading blackest night you should also read some more of the tie-ins because there are these pretty big gaps in between each volume that can make it somewhat confusing to understand what's going on. I hate when they do that. You yeah. should be able to read the main title and get the whole story, but I, I, I get it. That's the way they sell books. Blackest Night Green Lantern is the Green Lantern run that was going on, and this is where I'm talking about 
the gaps and all the stuff you got to understand. If anything, I do think you really only need to read these two to understand the complete story. So that is good. And both of them are great. They're both very great. Ones. I think it's both Jeff, Jeff Johns, too. Yeah. So it's like the same writer, at least. Mm-hmm. Black is Night, Green Lantern Corpse. This is another pretty good story. You don't have to read it, but if you're wondering what's going on with, like, Kyle and Guy Gardner and everyone else during it, you might want to read this story. I really enjoyed my time with it. Again, like the other Black Knight trades. And these three are probably the most important. All the other ones just feel like tie-ins. This kind of feels like actually important stuff going on. Nice. Okay. Uh, the next thing I've got is Department of Truth. Uh, these were just some issues I had laying around that I hadn't got read. So this is 16 and 17. Luckily, they are the start of an arc. I don't have any past this, though. I don't. I, I guess I need to like go track them down or pick up the trade at some point. Anyway, we are back deep in the 60s. In the first issue, it's kind of got this psych, psychedelic kaleidoscope of colors. It's pretty wild. The mystery woman is explaining to this guy uh, she's having a tryst with what is going on and what needs to go on. And the next issue, it's much more straightforward narrative, less kind of psychedelia. Nixon is in an office, and Frank Capra is debriefing him on the Department of Truth, and they've got to get a man on the moon. So this is pretty trippy. If you know the idea that the man on the moon was faked, this is basically like explaining how they did it. So apparently they think that Apollo 11 is going to fail, so they straight up bring in a filmmaker, and they use Stanley Kubrick because he had done the movie 2001. So he put him on a film stage, or sound stage, and he shoots the film. So, but this is where it gets weird. So the idea is because all these people are watching, like 650 million people are watching the moon landing, even though it's being faked, because all these people believe it, it actually causes it to really occur. So by the actual belief of people, it actually happens. So pretty mind-blowing. Um... Anyway, trippy issues. Department of Truth is always good stuff. I would definitely say if you haven't delved into it, pick up the first trade, give it a shot. Uh, Blackest Night, Rise of the Black Laners. This is a bunch of miscellaneous stories happening that connect to Blackest Night. All of them are pretty good, and I did enjoy my time with each and every one of them. Some of my favorites include the Jonah Hex story, and the Green Arrow one. The Green Arrow one was really good, and I really enjoyed the art that it contained. I will admit, though, the Black Panthers are kind of freaky. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, like Green Arrow saying he's going to, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. Blackest Night, Black Panther, and Corpse, there are six stories, each collected in two trades. And three volumes for each i believe each of them aren't really important to understand what's going on with blackest night but if there's a certain series that you're reading along the time you might want to read the thing that goes along with it so if you're reading batman you might want to read the batman story if you're reading teen titans you might want to read the teen titans story sure all the stories are very good but they're not very important to the rest of it i think that's how a lot of the tie-ins historically have gone me and you were talking about this on a walk today that's one thing I'm really appreciating about uh, Dark Crisis. They're keeping it really tight. Yeah. There's basically like the main series, a side series with Young Justice, a little bit of a tie-in for like three issues of Flash, 
and then like a series of one shots about the different Justice League members. So I yeah. like when they keep it tight because that makes me think like the bulk of that. A, you're not. You could probably read the main series and be okay. I hope. And B, if you're reading everything, it's not going to be terribly expensive. It's just like three extra books a month. Yeah. Yeah. Black Knight Tales of the Corpse is the last trade. And this just doesn't really connect to Blackest Knight at all. I did enjoy my time with it. There's a different story about each corp. And it's more just like a backstory for each one. You don't really have... It doesn't connect to Blackest Knight that much, though. Mm. It shows... I mean, it came out after, but it doesn't really connect to it at all. I did enjoy it, though. Nice. I would say if you like that run... I think leading into Blackest Night, there was a Sinestro Core War by um, Jeff Johns. So I know I, I initially read it through the library, and you read the bulk of these through the library. All them through the library. Yeah, and if not, it's on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so you should, uh, I say, check that out if that interests you as well. All right, the next one up for me is a series from Dark Horse, I think from last year. First two issues, one and two, by Colin Larimer, and it's called Daisy. This is a weird one. So it opens with a group of children being told a Bible story about giants that once walked the land. And these giants were cursed and wiped out. Well, the woman telling the story has leg braces and... Do you say teeth braces? Well, I guess you would say teeth braces to... Well, anyway. Braces on her teeth and braces on her legs. Regardless, this lady is really tall. I mean, like, abnormally tall. We're talking, like, I don't know, eight foot or something. Plus... Uh, then we switch to a different locale. There's a woman who's telling the sheriff that her son Connor has gone missing. He tells they're going to go out in the woods. That's near where Daisy is off teaching these Bible stories. So they're going to go talk to her, see if she knows anything. Once they get there, the woman's asking about Connor. And the, sh- the sheriff straight up shoots and kills her out of nowhere. And we're like, what? So something's going on. And then they're talking about Daisy's daddy. And Daisy is telling these stories about these biblical giants. So, you know, obviously... I think they're intimating that Daisy is one of these long-lost giants. So, this is the problem sometimes with, with stories, especially when they're obviously going to be like a five-issue mini like this one was. It's got this setup, but there's not a whole lot of delivery in the first two issues. So, I would say if I run across it on the cheap and I can finish it up, I definitely will. If I can run across the trade and read it at the library or run across the trade cheap, I definitely will. But I'm not going to like go out of my way to read it. It was interesting and kind of weird, but not a lot of meat on the bones. Uh, the Flash, or The Flashpoint. This is a few volumes of Flash that came right before the big event. And it does contain uh, Barry Allen coming to the past to try to meet up with him and seeing how to stop The Flashpoint from happening. It doesn't really happen and it doesn't entirely lead up to it, but it is just Flash. I mean, it's enjoyable to read. Cool. Flashpoint, this is the main comic, and I really enjoyed my time with it. He literally straight up read this before we started, so uh, it's, yeah. it's fresh in his brain, folks. It's fresh in my brain. Yeah, I really like all the characters in it, and I really like how it leads to the end with him meeting Batman again. So, who was your favorite character in Flashpoint? Uh... I enjoyed Thomas Wayne a lot more than I thought. Okay. Previously, I thought he might have been a bit ruder, 
but I did enjoy him a lot. He seemed pretty nice. I also really enjoyed Cyborg in it. I didn't remember him being in it, but I enjoyed. Yeah, he's him. he's pretty big deal in it. Um, I like the the. I don't remember how much it gets into. It. See, the problem with Flashpoint A, it's been a long time since I've read it, and B, I read several of the side stories, but not all of them. So um, I just remember the Project S Superman being pretty cool, and I'm a I'm a Superman mark, so that's probably not very shocking. Uh, is that it for you today? That is it for All me. All right. I got one last one to finish off with, and it, funnily enough, is a finale. I thought for the series, but Jack was telling me this is actually just the end of arc one, and luckily enough, it sounds like Chainsaw Man will return. Uh, this is Chainsaw Man, volume 11, Tatsuki Fujimoto. Denji and Makama are having their final face-off. Power has come back from the dead with the help of Pachita, and so you've got... The two of them facing off. The Control Devil and Chainsaw Man. But first, Power faces off with Makima. Uh, she really does have her on the ropes for a minute, but she's unable to prevail. Denji and Makima then have a huge fight. Violence done to Makima is pretty cool because if he chops off her head, she deflects it to someone she's controlling and their head comes flying off and her head goes back on. If he slashes her across the neck, well, I already said head, didn't I? Well, say the, the torso. Somebody else gets a torso wound and her torso gets healed. It's pretty neat. Uh, this is super violent and super gory. Just what you expect from reading Chainsaw Man. I mean, Denji's got his guts hanging out at one point. But he finally is able to defeat Makama using his noodle. He splits himself in half. And I guess apparently Makama, the way she worked, she didn't actually recognize people's faces. She recognized people's by their smell. So when he split in half, she was smelling Chainsaw Man and she was going after the Chainsaw Man half of him and the Dingy Man half was able to just chill out on the side and lay in the cut till he has an opening. So she's fighting Chainsaw and then as she rips Pachita from Chainsaw's chest, Holmes comes in and takes her out and wins. So then this is the part where it gets kind of disgustipating. Um, <laughs> he has a bunch of meals like prepped and he like starts eating her little bit by little bit. He eats her as sushi. He eats her as noodles. He eats her as all different sorts of meals. It's pretty gross. like the idea of it. And this is the way he's going to prevent her from coming back. Um, they find a new control devil. And Pachita in a dream tells Denji that the only way to keep the new control devil from becoming evil is lots of hugs. Which is a nice way to end the story. Because this is kind of been about how he's just searching for love and companionship and finds Pachita and then everything goes to crap and he finds love with the new well I don't want to say he finds love because she's like a little girl that sounds inappropriate but he he finds happiness taking care of the little girl and making sure she feels loved as a child is felt loved I hope that sounds appropriate not gross because it's not gross it's sweet anyway it's the end of arc one I wish I could take back the last 30 seconds of what I said but I said what I said. Thanks for listening today. This is 21st Century Boys. You can reach out to us on Twitter. I am at Iowa's Joe on Twitter. I'm at N underscore garlic on Twitter. And you can reach us at 21STCEMBOYS on Twitter. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good afternoon. See ya.